Hey everybody, um, welcome to the Empathy Podcast. This week we're talking to Trade Mutt and Ed Ross and was supposed to be Dan Allen, but Dan Allen's under the weather. So Trade Mutt, T-R-A-D-M-U-T-T. If you haven't heard of them, they sell loud workwear to really stimulate the conversation of mental health in the trades. So we're going to explore mental health and empathy in the trades, so not only for tradespeople, but within the trades, the mental health of the tradies, what's going on in that space, so that's where we're going today. Um, I really hope you enjoy today's chat. I know that I did quick language warning. If you don't like bad language, then eh, maybe this podcast isn't for you today. Tune into the next one, which is about empathy and sales. So that one's good fun as well. But yeah, a little bit blue today, but that's what happens when you're talking to tradies and we speak tradie language and I love them. I love Ed and Dan. There's two of my absolute favorite people. So enjoy today's Empathy Podcast. My name's Leanne Butterworth. Today on the Empathy Podcast, I'm talking to Ed Ross, who is half of one of my favorite duos in the mental health space. So half of trade mutt. So the other half, Dan Allen, apparently isn't feeling so good today. But today uh, we're talking he's, about... He's out of action. Oh, but today we're talking about empathy and mental health in the trades. So welcome, Ed. Thank you, Leanne. Pleasure. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this chat. I good. love you guys. You know that I love you very much. I know, I know, I know. We love you too. And we've, I've been spruiking. I used my seven-year-old to spruik you at CMC. So I absolutely love what you do. That would have nearly a year ago today. I know. And it got cancelled. And so Zara and I are devastated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I've always kind of wondered about, because I know what you do and kind of why you do it, but I kind of want to get deeper into what is going on and why it's an even even an issue? So do you want to tell our millions of listeners firstly, what is Trademart? Who are you and what's your background? Yeah, yeah. So, so Trademart is uh, a social enterprise workwear company um, started by Dan, uh, my best mate, and, and myself. Uh, we met on a building site here in Brisbane in the uh, end of 2014. Uh, yeah, there were just many long days uh, doing shit jobs and thinking about how we could get off the tools one day. Um, and one idea we had was to make some uh, some work shirts that sort of didn't conform to what was available in the market at the moment. Um, so we started investigating that. Uh, and as we were doing that, uh, Dan uh, tragically lost one of his close mates uh, to suicide at the end of 2015. And uh, that was sort of obviously the catalyst to the mental health side and something that we hadn't been sort of um, exposed to, I would say, like sort of a first-hand account. So um, yeah, we just came to realise how much of a lack of understanding there was around mental health and the fact that we all have it and something we're not educated on. And, you know, my um, my parents poured, you know, small fortune into my, you know, um, schooling education. I was never taught anything about, you know, depression or anxiety or what mental health was or that it is even a thing. Um, so we basically went on this journey of, um, yeah, finding out more about what mental health was. Uh, and sort of why there was such a breakdown um, of that education and why um, tradies in particular 
and, and men were sort of um, taking their lives at such a high rate. Um, and then, yeah, we just met a heap of people and we're talking about what we're doing and uh, discovered what social enterprise was and profit for purpose. And then we just rolled it all together and um, yeah, just went for it. So. Cause you're now what, two up. years in business? You've just gone two years? Yeah, and to um, 16th of March last year. Yeah. Uh, last year, last month. Yeah, last cool. Month. Cause I met you not long after that. I met you, I think in the May, just after you'd, just after you'd started. Yeah, so, yeah. And you've been going from strength to strength, but what I kind of want to explore today, cause it's about, the podcast is about what's going on in particular professions, because in yeah. my mind, and I think in a lot of people's minds, trees, you drink chocolate milk, you eat pies, you finish at 3 PM, you take your dog to work. Um, yeah. Why is it? And what are some of the stats around what is going on with tradies? Because now we're starting to hear more and more and you guys are massive part of that conversation of the mental yeah. health of tradies. Yeah. Um, well, statistics wise, um, that's actually one thing we have never pushed is stats. Um, we do know what they are. They're shit. Um, but we sort of, we don't push them because Basically, when we came into the sort of this area, like this mental health space, all the big guys out there, it's all they were doing, we're talking about, like, these are the stats. This is how many people are killing themselves. It's fucked. It's bad. It's no good. And everyone's just going, fuck, mental health. Do not want a fucking bar of that. You know what yes. I mean? Everyone over there seems to be killing themselves. So we're like, let's just re-fucking brand this whole thing. Yeah. Not use the word fucking stigma because everyone uses the word stigma. If we keep yeah. using the word stigma, there will always be one. So we're exactly. like, we'll fuck that off. Um, we'll fuck off all the stats and we'll just start talking about this shit. So that's yeah. basically what we did. Um, so all it is, uh, is, is the, the culture that trade trades have and men in particular, um, it's very macho. Um, it's, you know, I obviously was a tradie for, for three or four years. Um, as a carpenter and it's sort of um, you puff your chest out you pretend to know everything you fucking work like a dog um, from you know six in the morning until you know three four in the afternoon um, you, you get a car on finance you act as though you've got everything and um, away you go you know and you party hard every weekend um, so it's a vicious cycle it's sort of you don't um, you don't build really strong relationships with um, other um staff members well I, I know we didn't at, at our old at our job because it was sort of very rush and tear there was no sort of community um or team building type um scenario it wasn't like a close-knit group it was just a group of blokes that, that got along but they weren't really we weren't really bonded like dan and i were obviously good mates and also the sort of the pack mentality and you're always like and I was guilty of it too, always taking the piss out of the apprentice and fucking making their life a shit fight because you know your life was a shit fight when you're an apprentice. So it's just a really vicious cycle. Um, so basically, what we're trying to do and we are doing is is cutting through to people to be able to just sit back, stop, and start conversations about mental health that they wouldn't obviously already be doing. Um, so that's that's basically our play, just a first hand anyone and everyone that's a tradesperson um, or the blue collar workforce is just starting conversations about mental health and making it front of mind. So is it also that transient nature of the trades? Like you'd all come onto a job. Like I was talking to Will Centurion about the arts and he said, all the actors come on, we work as a project, then we disappear. Is it like that for the trades as well? 
Uh, it depends what trade you're in. Carpenters are sort of from the that job there from beginning to end. Um, but you've got sparkies and painters and all of those other sort of contractors that come through just in stages. But um, yeah, I suppose. But those groups of people are still together. It's sort of um, I'm I'm probably speaking more from a residential background than, okay. than a commercial. Um, the commercial side of things uh, would be even worse, I would say, without really knowing. Um, but those, because it's all subcontracted trading, yeah. so they, they would they would probably feel quite isolated and on their own. And um, the biggest the biggest thing, the biggest downfall for for tradespeople is um, is relationships and finances, and they're the yeah. biggest contributors to shit mental health. And it's just a it's just a vicious cycle. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really hard one. So then why finances? Because lots of sole traders or the nature of yeah. the industry? Or? Uh, plus people just don't know how to manage them. People don't know fucking how to operate with money. No idea. People don't know how to run a business. Um, they don't put their hand up to learn and that's what, that's what brings people down. It's this lack of um, like a growth mindset, I would say, a, a lack of willing to put their hand up and educate themselves. Yeah, it's sort of a... It just seems to be a blokey thing to um, think that they know everything. And I'm fucking guilty of it too for a long time. Um, but it's sort of, that's how people get themselves into trouble thinking that they do know everything um, yeah. and just going with it. And then when financial um, problems arise, it, it's normally pretty fucking catastrophic, especially yeah, in, right. if you're uh, stuff like that. So that's, that's sort of the main contributor. So is it almost like that head in the sand mentality of I'll just do the trade stuff and then, because I, I think in a lot of trades, um, the wife does the books as well. So it's like out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah. Is it like that? Majority, majority of the time. Yeah. And it's sort of, the, the, the ironic part is, is that, um, you know, the building game, it, it's fucking complex. I mean, to quote building houses and fucking variations and all the bits and pieces, I mean, um, it, it is a total shit fight and it's a, it's a massive, hard task. Um, but it's sort of something that people, you know, you go to university to do fucking degrees for, for everything um, except building. You know, I, I did my yeah. um, carpentry apprenticeship, um, learned how to do a few takeoffs and everything like that. Um, but then to go and do your building certificate, like I know blokes that have been able to do their building certificate over a couple of afternoons just sitting there talking to a bloke, um, you know, and get signed off and have their cert for and start building houses. So yeah. it's um, it's definitely not uh, an industry that has got a, a, a solid um, benchmark of, of education to get people through. And that's why we see so much sort of downfall in, in blokes' mental health um, yeah. and, and struggle financially because of, of this lack of, of education and understanding on how to run, run businesses, you know, yeah. financially well. And is that where a lot of the relationship troubles come from or is there another element that contributes to relationship issues? No, well, that's it as well. So blokes are having shit times financially with their business. So what do they got to do? They got to work harder. And how do they work harder? They're out of the house more often. And then they're coming, leaving early, coming home late. The missus has got the shits because he's away all the time. He thinks she doesn't care that he's putting all this work in to support her, but she only wants him to be around. She doesn't give a fuck about the money. Um, you know what I mean? It's this vicious, vicious cycle. Um, and again, you know, um, when, when uh, you know, relationships and people need to be investing in 
their mental health, their mental well-being, they're, they're not doing it because they're under financial stress. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just a really shitty roadblock situation um, that people wind themselves up into. Um, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, and it's no, you know, one, one solution for all either. It's, it's, it's very case by case, but it's sort of, that's in a nutshell, the, the main reasons for, for downfalls in the, in the trade industry. So you keep saying um, blokes, is this something that is mainly for guys like in construction, like there are girls in construction, like are they having mental health issues as well? Or is it mainly guys? Yeah, no, it doesn't discriminate. Like we know female tradies who um, have been relentlessly bullied on job sites because they're yeah, females. Gotcha. You know? um, so no, we're definitely not discriminating there. The only reason I say blokes is because blokes just don't fucking seem to talk. You know what I mean? We don't seem to talk. Um, it's the it's the hard part, and the, and the empathetic side of it too. You know what you touch on, um, Leanne is what that's one of our main things too. Like when you. Um, buy a trademark product, the first thing we send out is a welcome to card. And one of our values is to show um, empathy and a non-judgmental approach. Um, it's because blokes, as you know, they're fix-it type operators. And I still do it to my wife all the time. Um, there's a, you know, there's a problem. It's not, it's, it's, it's not meant to be fixed. It's just meant to be listened to, you know? Um, but that's what we're often doing so it's sort of yeah trying to change that culture and that understanding of what we you know how we need to communicate with each other yeah yeah and it's being open to feelings i mean people are allowed to have feelings and they're uncomfortable and they're messy and letting yourself not need to have the answer which i think for a lot of guys is uncomfortable because that's where your value is in getting stuff right and being of service and like being coming up with a solution and being useful and and if that's where you see your value and suddenly you're being told well no that's not required well what do you do with that yeah yeah i know exactly so that's the and that's sort of the 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 whole purpose thing and then what blokes um who they are what their identity is um it's a lot of there's a lot of different uh components to the whole thing but it's sort of how um how we try and change the, the culture and the understanding of, of getting people to just stop and uh, be willing to put their hand up basically. And that's what we're, we're doing with trademark. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, we talk about empathy a lot. Do you think that you're gaining some of your success because the guys, I mean, you look like tradies, you sound like tradies, you know what tradies want, you know what they've gone through, you've experienced it. Do you think that is part of your appeal as opposed oh. to somebody coming in and saying, you should do this for your mental health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it's that, that's, the, that's been probably one of the biggest problems too. It's sort of the, the, uh, the white-collar, um, educated people fucking barking down the throats of tradespeople saying you've got to go and do this, where it's like, well, no one's ever going to go and do something. You just tell them to go and do. You need to be able to like be in the trenches there, communicate with them and sort of influence them that way. Um, so that's why, you know, if Dan and I were psychologists, fuck, this thing would never have worked. No. Um, so it's sort of the, the reason um, it, it sort of has kicked off is because, you know, we're on the level. We've been there. We've done that. We've fucking had shit days, continue to have shit days, um, have, have worked fucking 
disgustingly long hours for many years and, and know what people go through um, and can empathise with that. Um, so, and, and have made, you know, lots of mistakes, financial mistakes, relationship mistakes. Um, we've all been through it um, and we're just happily just opening that up to everyone. So, uh, yeah, no, you know, we can be an example of, of what's going on. Um, I know, you know, we write heaps of articles now. Dan writes the Trademark Tribune, so our online newsletter, and it's majority of the time stuff that he's been through yeah. um, and examples of that. So that's, that's basically what we're doing, yeah. So let's go back to absolute basics for you guys. So what is it that you do? I mean, everybody can go to trademark.com and look at, I mean, when I first met you, it was a couple of shirts. Now it's like everything in an apron um, <laughs> and a bow tie. And I love it. I love it. So right back to basics. Tell me about where it started in terms of the product. So you said that you wanted to do shirts and then you combine them with mental health. How have you combined workwear that yeah. um, is to standard? Um, yeah. Yep. Because I saw that question online the other day. I went, yes, they are to standard. So, yeah. so yes, they're to standard and mental health. How have you combined the two? Well, they stick out like dog's balls. That's the first one. <laughs> Um, very loud. And, uh, and we've basically we've been able to to build a brand um, in a niche market um, that's got a very distinctive message. Um, that the the ironic part is when we first started this business, we we're like, holy fuck, we've got to get to market quick. We've got to saturate the market because people are going to copy us and rip us off, and we're just going to get fucking eaten alive by the big guys. No, but no one has done it. No one's made anything close to what we're making. So the beauty of it is, is that we're sort of the only ones playing in a few spaces. We're the only ones playing in the alternative workwear space. And we're the only people playing in the I'm a tradie, mental health, let's talk about it space um, on a real basis. Like we're the, we're the two guys talking about it. We've got the podcast. We've got the Trademark Tribune. We've got all the live stuff we do, all the social media posts. Um, we go out and talk to people. We do stupid activations, you know, um, all that sort of stuff. Like we're on the level. Um, we're not being clinical. We're not fucking telling people to go and do anything. We're just sort of talking about what we're and what other people that we know are doing. You know what I mean? Trying to impart that onto other people um, and just lead by example, basically. Yeah. Cause on the back of your shirt, cause it's written all over your shirt. So on the back of your yeah. shirt says, this, this is, is a, a conversation con starter. This is a conversation yeah. starter. Um, yeah which my daughter, when she wore it at CMC, loved having that on the back of her shirt. Yeah. Um, and then on the front, it says Y-N-W-A. Is that right? Well, yeah. I've gone counting it on my fingers. Yeah. yeah, you'll never win alone. Yeah. And where did that come from? Because that's powerful, that statement. You'll never walk alone is a powerful statement. I'm sure yeah. lots of people have heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dan's mate um, was a massive Liverpool supporter, um, the one who took his life and was sort of the catalyst to us, you know, having an understanding of the, the mental health space and wanting to make an impact. Um, so it, it's like a, a tribute to him, basically. So he's on every shirt. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just a way of us sort of reinforcing it to our, our community and, and anyone out there that, um, you know, sees a trademark shirt or wears a trademark shirt is that they're not alone, that there's, you know, a lot of people out there that care and um, are willing to, you know, talk and chat and shoot the breeze about uh, anything they want to, basically. 
Yeah, because you know they're a safe space. I mean, like I said, Zara wears hers with pride. And when we were at CMC, anybody wearing a trademark shirt, she'd go up and high five them and you go, because you know they're good people. Like there's they're just mates. this feeling that if they're wearing the shirt, they're good people. And we saw one recently um, over Christmas. We were just south of Armadale, a little town, beautiful little town called Urala. And there's yeah. a guy driving a ute wearing a trademark shirt. And me and my two kids went, yeah, he's wearing a trademark shirt. And this dog just looked at us went, went, oh, that's right. You don't realize why we're waving at you right now. Um, but we get very excited. And, yeah, um, yeah, I know. It's, um, yeah, we've heard lots of stories about people that have become mates through trademark. So it's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's like waving a flag going, hey, I'm one of the good guys. Um, and even yeah. if you don't talk about stuff, that's okay no. too. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's, um, yeah, I know. It's, it's great. It's, it, there's so many different variations of what it can be used for. So it's, it's really good. We, we love it. So have you had um, much feedback in terms of impact and like are you measuring like what or are you like what is it that yeah. comes back your way because you're giving and giving and giving what is it that's coming yeah. back your way yeah so our the hard thing is the mental health space is so hard to um you know get a metric on obviously we know how many shirts have sent out but we don't know how much impact any of those shirts have made but how many shirts have well, you sold at so far oh shit it must be over sort of twenty thousand. holy we, moly yeah, it'd be not, it'd be yeah over twenty thousand I reckon now. That's um, huge. Yeah, it's nuts. So we sell about uh, what is it now? About s between sixty to sort of eighty a day on average. Wow. So yeah, it's um it keeps us quite occupied. Mum loves packing them every day. Thanks, <laughs> oh, thanks Mrs. Rose. Yeah, volunteer number one. So she loves it. Um, but sort of the stuff that comes back, I'm trying to pull up um one of our uh. I'll try and pull up one of our testimonials here and read it out to you, but it's sort of, um, we get lots of, lots of feedback, lots of awesome feedback. Um, this one, this is one we've got back this week. Um, I'll read it out to you. So I, uh, hi Ed and Dan, I recently ordered a um, Miss Einhorn because I love your cause and everything you stand for as well as, um, as because I bought one for my dad and my boyfriend has one. Dad loves the fact that you added a personal note to the card you sent out with every order. You thank me for my ongoing support and you changed the name on the first card and I got a, had it wrapped up for dad's Christmas present. I'm writing to thank you um, so much for everything you stand for and the cause that you support. I bought my dad a shirt because he's struggling with his mental health during, due to his job being a paramedic. He wore his shirt out to dinner, dinner function for the local Lions Club and it was an absolute hit. Everyone was talking about it. Dad was spreading the word and your cause and everything. Uh, it really made a difference for dad that night. Um, yeah, and it just goes on to talk about the rest of her family and um, thanks so much for everything you do and stand for. So that's they're, they're the sort of stuff that keeps coming through. Um, yeah. But it's sort of, we don't expect any of that sort of stuff back because no. our whole is um, just adding as much value to our customer base and our community and the, and the larger community uh, as much as we can. Um, just giving out as much free content, education and tools because the other thing we've noticed is that the people with all the resources and the knowledge fucking can hang on to it and don't give it out. Yeah. And that's what people need. So we're like, fuck all of that. Let's just give it all out to everyone so they can actually use this shit. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing. You know, what keeps the lights on is us being able to sell product. 
Um, and then everything else, our, our social impact is, you know, based all around being able to get all our messaging and podcasts and articles and, and everything out to the, the, the greater community. So that's, that's basically it. Cause I think a lot of your messaging and what you stand for and all that sort of stuff, as much as you said at the beginning, it's a niche market. It's so applicable to everybody. Like yeah. all men, all women, all professions, um, because you talk about speaking up, but what are the other sort of, um, what are the other key points that you guys tend to encourage people to do? So there's speaking up. What well, just else? Show, just show, showing vulnerability is probably the, the main one. Um, being vulnerable. Uh, and that's something that we're, you know, actively working on more and more, especially with our team. Like, um, uh, you know, we've got seven people working here now. So it's sort of Dan and I want to be able to ensure that all of them uh, are practicing, you know, mental wellness and, and being the best versions of themselves. So we're every Monday morning with our meetings are often talking about, you know, stuff that's gone on, um, not just in the business, but personally as well. So, you know, people can feel uh, as though they can open up if shit is going on. Um, so, you know, talk about like, oh, was last week we had a few, um, probably had a week and a half of really, you know, lower, 50% uh, lower than average sales. Um, and I was really starting to stress. I thought, shit, you know, this could be the next couple of months. We might have to, you know, put people off for you know, a couple of months and, you know, wind things down and blah, blah, blah. So I was really stressing out on that. And I was just sort of, you know, expressing that to the team too, that that's how I was feeling. But, you know, I've come through the weekend, we've changed the marketing plan and, we were, it's going to work and we're going to be okay. But it was sort of, that's how I was feeling. So it's sort of okay for anyone else to be feeling that way as well. It's sort of, yeah, yeah being transparent, being vulnerable, um, obtaining a growth mindset. I've talked on that already. It's sort of, fuck, I just want to be able to learn something at least every day, just be better every day and just, yeah. and grow. You know what I mean? There's too many people that I know um, that, and I was the same, you know, you come out of school, you think you fucking know everything, you know, fucking nothing um, and still know nothing. And it's all, yeah, I'm just all about wanting to educate, get better. Like I've been um, doing, uh, going to a nutritionist and stuff because I want to know more about food and I want to know more about how to fucking feel better and yeah. exercise better and fuck all that sort of shit. You know what I mean? It's not just, um, it's not just talking about your shit and, you know, doing everything else um, as you were. I want to be doing everything else better. You know what I mean? Like my wife and I just had our first wedding anniversary. So we went to marriage counselling because fuck it, why not? Let's just go and do it. You know what I mean? So all that sort of shit. I'm just being like, yeah, I'm happy to do it all. I want to get better. Let's do and it for I, everyone else. And I think a lot of people at the moment, um, if they've never had that mindset, if they've never been forced to have that mindset, now people are probably being hit between the eyes with it of going, oh, okay, there's a... I have to adapt. I have to think of something different. I have to grow. I have to adapt to this new reality for a little while. Um, yeah. Whereas potentially they've been coasting along, but it's, it's an opportunity and it's not, it's not something you have to do. It's not something you have no. to feel pressured to do, no. but it's a huge opportunity to, to look at how you look at the world and how you treat every day. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is that people just get stuck in the fucking that what they're doing, and that that shit's just going to be the same forever. Um, and I suppose the what's happened in the last month is a fucking very good reflection of shit is not going to always be the same. Um, and I'm of the sentiment that 
there's only a finite amount of time on this fucking you know marble that we're floating around on here. So I want to give it a red hot crack um, with what you know what I can do um, while I'm here. And I, I know Dan feels the same. Um, so yeah, we're just like fuck. If we can try and be the best, um, you know versions of who we are um, while we're here, well, then we're going to go a long way of making a fucking massive impact, um, yep. you know, that's around us. So yep. that's basically what we're doing. Um, and yeah, working so far. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly how I feel as well, because I, as much as we have tough times, like with what I'm doing, you guys know, I talk about empathy, 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 and that's a hard sell sometimes. And I go, Oh, I can't do it anymore. But then I go, you know what? I would feel like it's almost a disservice if I gave up because yeah. I, it's so needed. And I'm sure you guys would feel this as well. Like if you shut up shop and went, nah, too hard, that would be a massive disservice. Yeah. Well, we, we can't, you know, Dan and I um, have said it many times, you know, there's been definitely days there when we thought we'd fucking cooked it and we were done. Um, but it was sort of like, we've got a massive fucking responsibility to keep this thing going. Um, yeah. And now more than ever. And I suppose, you know, we've got our charity that's finally fucking going to get going. Um, we've, you know, it's going to be a text back service to, to psychologists. So, you know, Mark Hamelman is, is the CEO. We've got him downstairs with Nat. So she's our first provisional psychologist. So, um, yeah, that's going to be up and running hopefully by the end of next week. Now I've been saying that for months, but fuck, surely it's going to be next week. Um, <laughs> so what's that? That's then, This is a conversation starter foundation. Is that what that one is? Yep. So that's our, um, yeah, so that's our, that's our uh, non-for-profit. So basically that's the, that's the piece that is needed more, but it can't, no, no one's going to use it unless we keep pushing people through to it. Um, so, so what is it? So where did so, that come from? What is it? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically an EAP, but it's a text back service to psychologists. Okay. But we're providing it for free um, and giving it out to anyone and everyone. Um, obviously, we're going to be drip feeding it out because we only got one psych on at the moment, but we're looking to put on more. So if anyone listening is a psychologist and wants to work with an awesome team, um, just hit us up. Um, so we're basically the mental health space. Um, the, the, the large players are the Headspaces, the, the Beyond Blues, Lifelines, Black Dog Institute. Headspace is obviously for, for, for youth. Um, Beyond Blue and Lifeline, to us, they're sold as a crisis support network and they're needed. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But the people that are just having a shitty week, fuck, who do they talk to? Or if someone's having relationship problems, who do they go and talk to? Or if someone's fucking... Um, having financial problems and like, can't sleep at the moment, who do they go and talk to? Like they're not suicidal, but they're, they're not right. You know, um, they might have, yeah, they might not be able, being able to sleep. They can't get, maybe they just can't get out of bed in the morning. You know what I mean? So there's that huge group of people in our community um, that need access to someone that can assist them with those um, problems. Yeah. So basically, Dan and I from a uh, residential construction background. So, you know, there's small teams um, of five, six blokes. There's no EAP services set up for, no. these, for these. Um, so we're basically providing that for them for nothing. Um, so that's the next big give. Um, so basically we want people to be able to have access to private mental health care um, instantaneously and for free because people that do want to access it, a psychologist at the moment, there's too many barriers to entry. 
they don't know where to go and see a psychologist and they know how to see a psychologist. If they go and see their doctor and they get put on a mental health plan, well, they've got to go to the doctor and get on the mental health plan. Yeah. So that's one appointment you've got to leave work. Then to make the mental health plan work, they've got to see a psychologist and then they've got to go find someone that suits them. Um, and they've got to make another appointment. There's fucking way too many barriers to entry. And it's whereas, expensive. And it's fucking expensive. So we're like, you know, stuff all this. Let's just give that shit out to people for free um, by text and you can text us whenever you want. So that's basically what it is. Um, so when you say it's a text back service, so you don't talk to some, like, what is, what is that? What does that mean? Literally, you're just texting them on your phone. It's just a text. And then it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody for a little amount of time or it's. So there's no limit on it at the moment. Um, so it, uh, yeah, there's not going to be a limit on how long they talk for um, or how many sessions they have. Um, that's, that's literally where it's at. So Wow. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Because you'd think guys, especially with what we've been talking about, they would be at their greatest need, let's say now, but at the end of a job or when a job finishes, if they don't have the financial literacy, they're not going to fork out the $84 or whatever it is to cover the gap. They're not going to go to the GP because even yeah. the GP asks a lot of questions to even yeah, yeah. put you on a mental health plan. Yeah, but even the, the other thing too is a lot of people actually aren't seeking out um, mental health care because their insurance premiums go up. So yeah. that's the fucking irony in all this. Um, so we're, we're just completely independent. No one needs to know who you are. If you want to tell us who you are, you can, but it's not going to go on your record. Um, we're an independent service that is going to help you. Um, and it, we're just cutting away all the bullshit. There's just way too much bullshit at the moment. Yeah. Just making it make it easy yeah. everyone makes things hard just make it easy <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely so i uh, yeah my head's just spinning so i'm loving this because you sort of go as much as we talk about the stresses um what is it that you would want the general public to know or the tradies specifically what do you want them to know at the moment um yeah to sort of get through yeah it's easier said than done, but there's like opportunities in this. You know what I mean? Like if people have, um, uh, have either lost their job or, a, 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 you know, there's no work on and they're at home and, you know, they're sort of dreading having to go back to the similar job, well, then just change it. Fuck, don't, you know, keep forcing yourself to go into a job you don't like. Um, that's the first thing I'd say. Um, the second thing I'd say is that there are people out there going through exactly what you are going through right now. So don't, you don't, you don't need to feel isolated. Um, it's just a matter of reaching out. Um, yeah, we have people reach out all the time and it's great and we communicate with them. And there was a guy reaching out today just for financial help and we put him in the right direction with someone. So it's just all that sort of stuff, knowing that there's support networks out there and people that care um, and that, yeah, you're, you're not alone basically. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an important message for, for everybody today who's listened, who I guess has that little bit more empathy for what tradies are going through. Because like I said, I think a lot of perception is chocolate milk, a sausage roll and racking off at 3 PM. But there's a lot behind the scenes that's going on. Um, right. So what would you want the public to know about tradies and those professionals? Uh, just that they're human too. Um, and they're not robots. Um, and they do make mistakes. Um, 
But I think the biggest thing too is, is you know, if people, um, when they use trades people, um, yeah, it's to treat them yeah, with sort of some compassion, empathy as well. And that um, to understand that yeah, they're a profession, um, they, yeah, need to be treated with dignity and respect and that, um, yeah, it, it goes both ways. So it's sort of, uh, yeah, I've had plenty of clients in the, in the days uh, when I was, you know, doing carpentry that were just complete fucking assholes um, and, yeah, had no idea sort of who we were as people or what we'd come from and what we were doing for them. Um, but yeah, it doesn't go, doesn't go very far treating people without, um, you know, basic sort of respect and values, I'd say. So it's just sort of, yeah, offer them a drink of water. Um, yeah. Let them come in and use your kitchen if you can. And yeah, yeah just be, be nice people basically. And pay your bills on time. That'd be great. Bills on time. Yeah. You pay your doctor before you walk out. So pay your fucking builder. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. So, Ed Ross and the absent Dan Allen, like I said, two of my favourite people. Where can people find you? Where are you? What are you doing at the moment? Have you got anything that you want to throw yeah. out there for people? Yeah, so just, uh, yeah, if anyone wants to check out what we're doing, just trademut.com. So, T-R-A-D-E-M-U-T-T.com. And, uh, yeah, check out um, what we've got going on there. We've got some, yeah, I think 33 podcasts out now. So that's been going really good. Um, the Trademark Tribune um, and, yeah, some products and stuff on there too, shirts and whatnot. So check it out. And I only learned recently what I'm going to say it wrong. A hickey dicky, is that what it's called? Yeah, we've actually sold out of hickey dickies. We've gotten rid of a 1,000 of them in a week. It's been fucking mate. People just love them. I don't know what they are, but I... I believe like, I have several they're uses. Like they're like a survivor buff. People just fucking cannot get oh, enough of them. Oh, gotcha. Ed yes. Ross, you wonderful, wonderful, loving, wonderful person. Um, I'm going to wrap this up right now. Thank you so yes. much for talking to me. Hopefully Dan feels better soon. Um, yeah, yeah, he'll be the big fella. Yeah, you guys take care of yourself and, um, yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. How cool was that? Thank you so much, Ed. That was such an interesting chat. Um, and yeah, learning more about the mental health of tradies and how it's more than just, like I said, it's more than just racking off at 3 p.m., but there's a real pressure, um, a real culture around there, a real pressure for relationships and finances and not being treated very well and, and not being paid on time. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot that we could all do in terms of treating our tradies better. Um, but also for our lovely tradies, you guys are awesome and it's really time to get on board, start talking about your mental health, take care of your mental health. And for everybody, if you do want to go and buy a shirt, www.trademutt.com. And if you were wondering the whole time, I mentioned CMC a few times. It is one of my loves. And that's the country music festival every year, which this year was cancelled. But anyway, hope you're all well. Next time we're talking about empathy and sales, which I know we think about sales people, but if you run a business, you're in sales. So this one's for you. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.